Booty, the Fight Seriously podcast. Colorectal cancer patients are often faced with circumstances related to their disease that aren't openly discussed. In Tabooty, the Fight CRC podcast, we delve into those topics that are sometimes considered controversial, trending, or just plain interesting. Listen in as we talk to experts, patients, and caregivers who provide accurate, real, and practical information for cancer survivors. It's time for us to bring these issues to light. Listen in from anywhere, from your car to the chemo chair. To suggest a podcast topic, email answers at fightcrc.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Tabooty Podcast. My name is Sharon, and I'm with the Fight CRC team. Today, I'm joined by Alejandro, who is one of Fight CRC's, he's part of the most recent group of Fight CRC ambassadors. Um, and I had the pleasure of meeting him in 2018. And we are here to talk about screening. So hi, Alejandro. Welcome. Thanks for joining. Hi, Sharon. How are you? I'm doing well. I guess let's go ahead and start with your story. I mean, you're a young adult who was diagnosed with colorectal cancer. We know that has been on the rise and that we're seeing more and more young people diagnosed um, with colorectal cancer, specifically even at a, a later stage. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and I guess what encouraged you to go get screened? Okay, so... I think the the best way to to summarize or, or to describe my experience is that I was diagnosed with stage two uh, adenocarcinoma, colorectal cancer, uh, at the age of 34, and uh, and I think that my case is not special by any means because, as you said, the um, the rates on early onset for colorectal cancers are just you know going to to the roof is is every every time is uh, every time that i look for information on that it's a, i see that it's even more common at the time of my diagnosis uh, one of the of my doctors said it's not um <clears throat> it's not common but it's not unheard and uh, i think right now like the that was like 3 years ago and uh, and the discussion right now is is way is way different so just oh, as per my story and how i how did i get from from uh, symptoms like to like to diagnosis, it was like probably like a period of three months. I mean, I started to feel it to to have some some clear discomfort mm-hmm. and, and, and symptoms, and like for me, it was like basically changes in bowel movements. Mm-hmm. That was a that that was like a, a clear change for me. I was traveling all the time for work, so I was living on a plane, and I was wow. like, this is really uncomfortable for me <laughs> because uh-huh. I was I was just like you know like like popping. Um, anti-diarrheic um, uh, medicine every time I was going to jump on a plane mm-hmm. and it was like for me it was more uncomfortable than than anything else then yeah. afterwards I started to to realize that I had other symptoms I was having like night sweats I had mm-hmm. to change like like my, my bed sheets like every every night or so because it was I was like sweating uh, horribly uh, I was exhausted exhausted but I was as I said I was traveling the world on my job so I was uh-huh. like I live on a plane this is normal for me mm-hmm. for, for for me to be tired and uh, and I, I remember I was in the west coast for for New Year's and I was, I, that was the first time that I that I make myself conscious of all of these of all of these changes and I was like oh well when I come back from this trip I'll just 
I'll just go and uh, go ahead and, uh, and see a doctor. And then when I came back in the first week of January, I was feeling perfectly fine. So it was like okay. nothing was going on. So sure. January, I didn't do anything because I was like, oh, well, I'm fine. Maybe that was like a like right. like an like an episode of something that may be a viral thing. I also uh, the October before October 2015, I spent a month in India working. And uh-huh. I was like, maybe oh. I got a bacteria and this is like a late, like oh, a late yeah. reaction. I have like all of these theories in my head. Right, right. Uh, all, yeah, all of these theories. So uh-huh. like February, it hit hard and it was like crazy. It was, uh, I, the best way to describe it is probably as a roller coaster. Like my body, I, I couldn't like, like define, you know, like what's going on with me. So mm-hmm. I look for a doctor with my insurance and I got like a few, a couple of weeks later, the um, appointment with the, um, with the gastroenterologist. Mm-hmm. And this is something really important that I like always to stretch on my, on my story. I went to the gastroenterologist and he discouraged me. He told really? me that my symptoms could be something that will pass. He mm-hmm. says, uh, and I ask, I have... I'm a, I'm the kind of patient that is, like, uh, like an informed patient because I work in healthcare for healthcare companies, so I'm always, you know, like very aware that uh-huh. if something is wrong, it's probably probably wrong. If you feel it's wrong, you should just go and ask for the answers. So I ask for like, if with all of these symptoms, what would be the 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 best diagnosis, the best screening that you would do? And then he so told you, me it's so, a is So yeah. you went in. You went in to see your your doctor. He said, or she said, um, no, I don't think it's anything. And you said, well, actually, I think I need colorectal cancer screening. Not really. I did, okay. I like cancer was not in my okay in my in my radar. But when I got in there, I uh, I said like, okay, I have these symptoms. I explained my symptoms, and he said it could be nothing. I mean, like we could do, and I said like, but I I don't want to go home with an answer of just wait it up, you know? Right. And and he said like, oh well, we could do we could do a colonoscopy, but I don't recommend a colonoscopy because you're way too young, and the screening for 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 cancer or with a colonoscopy is of uh, at the time he said 50 years old now it's lower but um and i said and then he said like the other option is to bring a sample but if you mm-hmm. said that your that your diarrhea just goes comes and goes so probably we won't be able to find anything and he, he said like my money is on maybe this is something viral that will mm-hmm. pass it will it will, ha- it will have to run its course but i was like it's been almost four months <laughs> Yeah. of this thing running its course. So I said, I want a colonoscopy. And I was very direct and, and, and very aggressive on my approach. And he yeah. said, I, I don't recommend a colonoscopy. So it was like that kind of um, situation of, I am the doctor, <laughs> you are the patient. <laughs> and I said, I want the colonoscopy. And if you don't prescribe it, I will go to another doctor and I will get it because I need to know. And I didn't know what I have, but deep down, I, 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 was, I was in need of answers, whatever it was, the mm-hmm. diagnosis. So I pushed back. And for me, pushing back saved my life. Mm-hmm. Because he, 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 I think he probably prescribed the colonoscopy because he was annoyed about, about <laughs> this <laughs> millennial guy 
just pushing for for that. He he said it's it's gonna be expensive, and if I have insurance, even it's gonna be expensive, even with insurance. And I said I don't care. I want I want it. I want I want to know. So a couple of weeks passed, and then uh, on, Mar- on March 18, I had the colonoscopy. It was a Friday, and uh, in my head, I mean, I was already out of out of the sedation, just getting dressed to to leave. In my head, what I had is like maybe he's gonna say, "Yeah, you have the bacteria. Here you have your antibiotic cocktail, and this mm-hmm. is what is going to happen." But he came back and he said, "We found a mass, and it is most likely cancer." Oh so I'm like, once again, I was like challenging the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, oh, well, how so you are very sure that I have cancer? If, I mean, like, do you have a, a, a biopsy, a, a lab results? So like we sent it to the lab, but, you know, like the, fa- the, the mass is big. It was, uh, it was 10 centimeters in diameter. I mean, it's pro- probably like an orange, like a big one. Mm-hmm. And um and he said is uh, is too big is the color is the characteristics is very aggressive something like that it's rarely not cancer mm-hmm. so I um, mean at that time what I what I had in my head was like I'm I'm alone in this country I need to take care of myself I need to be the manager of my own healthcare and uh, I start asking questions. Uh, he said, I was asking for, for a plan. I was like, okay, doctor, this is, this situation sucks, but what is the plan? And he said, you need to seek care at a hospital, but he wouldn't tell me like, go to this referral or go to this doctor or come again on Monday. You know, he was just like, you need to take care of this. He didn't, he didn't give me a plan. So I said, okay, thanks so much. I think we're done here. And I, and I just went home and what I was thinking is like, I have two options. I can cry and uh, and fall apart but if i do that i'm going to die so mm-hmm. i didn't allow myself to 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 feel that 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 uh, that weakness and i was like okay i assume this just as a as a as a business project i was like okay i have a mask and it has to be removed what do i need to do so my friend uh, that picked me up uh, from from the colonoscopy, he was like, "What do you want to do?" He was like crying. I was like, "Please don't cry. We need to to be smart about this." Um, I asked him to take me for lunch, mm-hmm. and I said, "A place with a good wine list," <laughs> because I don't know when it when it's going to be the next time I'm going to have a a good a good wine. So that's what we did. And on the way there, I was just you know making my calls. I called my boss. I mm-hmm. let him know that I wasn't be able to come back to work probably in a month if or two if 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 if, if that was like you know like the best scenario mm-hmm. um like calling like my friends I decided to not to call my family in Colombia right away because I, I was like I cannot I cannot handle this I mean you know it's like I cannot handle like to I need to handle myself and if I call mm-hmm. my family it was going to be like about all of them feeling bad about me. I was like, I need to mm-hmm. have a confirmation of the diagnosis before I do. I do that, and uh, and then that uh, night I made a decision. That night was the first night that I slept very well in months. Mm-hmm. I knew. Hmm. I was gonna say so. So you you slept well because you weren't wondering anymore. I wasn't wondering anymore. You know what it means that you have symptoms that you cannot explain and that you don't know what it is and then I was like thinking I, I, I was thinking 
what is it? Do I have a, do I have a bacteria? Do I, do I have a root disease? I mean, I, I was like, I wasn't thinking that it was going to be cancer. You never expect that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yes, I slept very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next morning, my, uh, one of my friends, uh, the, the one who picked me up uh, the day before, he came just to check on me. Like, let's go for breakfast. We went for breakfast. And afterwards, I told him, take me to the hospital. And I went to the hospital and I checked myself in to the ER. Mm-hmm. And it's the best decision I have ever had. So why did, why did made, you do that? Because the doctor didn't give me a plan. He oh. told me that I, he, he didn't give me a plan. He didn't tell me, you need to come here, you need to go there. So I was helpless. <laughs> and I so was like, I need answers. So doctor just left you with these test results and then said, figure it out? Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Ex- exactly. He was like, he, was like he, the only, he would repeat, he would repeat, like a statement, like you need to seek care. You need to seek care. You need to take care of this. And I was like, "How? What's the plan?" And he didn't provide that. So that's now, why. Is this the same doctor about... that? Is this the same uh, doctor that didn't want to give you the colonoscopy to yes. begin with? Hmm. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's 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 very interesting, and you know, and up today, I mean, it might sound like very emotional. <laughs> And, and petty, but right. I refused to give him the credit of saving my life because I yeah. did save my life. I saved my life right. when I walked into that into that office and I demanded to be screened. Mm-hmm. I was I I didn't know what I was what what I what I was asking for. You know, I was he just told me the best screen is this. I didn't know it was the screening for cancer. But I was like, for whatever it is, if this is the best, I want it. And uh, and that was that 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 changed my my case uh, entirely. So yeah, I went to with the results of the of the colonoscopy. I went to the ER, and they admit me. I had a CT scan, and then we knew that it was only one tumor that was in capsule. And they say, okay, you're going to be fine. This would you? And then uh, they I stayed in the hospital all night. The next day I met the the, the surgeon. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, he was like, okay, let's make a plan together. And I was like, oh my God, plan, that's the word that you want to hear in this moment. <laughs> right. and, uh, and, yeah. and he asked me, he was like, I know your case, but tell me. And then I told him everything. And he said, okay, give me give me a couple hours. I come back. He come back with a plan. And he said like, cancer or no cancer, you need to take it out. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we are going to take it out. This is what we're going to do. We're going to have a partial colectomy. And, uh, and it looks like we're going to be able to get like like very clean margins and mm. I'm aiming for cure. And uh, it's been three years. I am still in non-evidence of disease. I never had to go through chemo or mm-hmm. radiation or any further treatment, just follow up. I mean, yeah. they, he, they, my surgeon deliver and I will be grateful to him every day, wow. every day, every day in my life. So, so that's in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> like like the like the story Incredible I mean story. like yeah yeah my story with the with dealing with the with the cancer as the diagnosis and uh, surgery and going home was a week but wow. the reality mm-hmm. the reality is that the like the impact that this disease has on your life is crazy because it's like a shadow that follows you every day of your life and even even when I live my life as in the most normal way, I mean I have uh, I I I I do what what any healthy people person 
uh, can do. You know, I, I, I go on trips with my partner. I, I go out. I, I, you know, like I just enjoy life. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it's there. And that's why, you know, that's why where I take the time, you know, to be here and to, and to support the Fight CRC because it's like, I don't want people to go yeah. through what I had to, to go through. I mean, I want people to, and then I see, when I see the stories of, of my fellow survivors, people that are fighting to the day and people that could have had the, my prognosis and they didn't because they were misdiagnosed. Right. So it's like, it, it's crazy, right? I mean, it's like, and, it, and it's yeah. crazy the, that the screening is like, really, the screening age is way too, too old for, it's like way too far away when yeah. we have more and more cases of people in the tw- 20s, even teen years, uh, the 30s, mm-hmm. uh, as, as, it, as it was for me. So it's, um, it's crazy, right? Yeah. And, you know, I think your story, it, it is amazing that, I mean, you, you're a very strong-willed person that was able to really advocate for yourself. Maybe that's not the norm. Maybe, maybe other people struggle with advocating for themselves or standing up to their doctor because the doctor is the one with the training, right? But they're mm-hmm. not the one that's in your body feeling what, what you're feeling. So, Exactly. You know, your story, I hope, inspires other people to, you know, to seek a second opinion if you need to or to tell your doctor, well, you know, he, I've read about this. And what about this option for me if the doctor is, is not giving any options? And so I your story is is such a good example of what it means to advocate for yourself. And then to go even that next step of checking yourself into the hospital. I'm so surprised, and, and maybe this is more common than, than we realize, that your doctor didn't even give you a recommendation of where to go or who exactly. to call, but just sent you on your way. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. I mean, I don't know what, what wasn't he said. And, uh, but, but yeah, like where I come from, like if this would have happened in my country, like when you, when they find something, <laughs> they would tell you come back this day or you should get an appointment with this doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, like what is crazy, like one year later, my dad in Colombia was diagnosed not with a colon cancer, with prostate cancer. Oh. And uh, that was his situation. I mean, they found it and they gave him like a, like a referral and then we have like the fight, you know, with the insurance systems and everything, but at least mm-hmm. you are on your way, like, you know, like you are already in the path. Right. In the in the past for 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 care. In my case, I think um, I remember when I when they said like it, this is most likely cancer. What came to my head is uh, one of the campaigns that I did for work, and it mm-hmm. was uh, for it was a campaign um, targeting uh, uh, people with um, uh, urinary and fecal incontinence. And there was a stat, and the stat said. These kind of patients take up to 7.5 years in average between first symptom and consultations. And that statistic came to my head. And I was like, I might be overdoing this, but I don't want to become into a statistic. Yeah. And I am so, so grateful that I... 
that that I had the thought because if I would have listened to what that doctor said to me, I would probably be right now on chemo or I would probably be not knowing. Okay. And uh, and it's just it's just it's just crazy because this happened three years ago and you know like the last, uh, the, the immediate year March like March 18, 2016 I got diagnosed deal with that March 18, 2017 I got a new job I moved to New York that was like the dream of my life to okay. live to live in New York and afterwards I've met like beautiful people I I think I've met the love of my life <laughs> so and I'm like going on with with my life you know so so it's like what i have to say to people is if you feel that something is wrong trust your gut and ask for the answers to your questions because in the worst case scenario at at least you will know if you don't have anything okay you overdid it but at least you know it's always it's always better 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 to know so so yeah that's what that's what i what I have to say to to all people listening to me because is what I have gotten is a beautiful opportunity to keep living. Yeah. And uh, and I'm so grateful for that, and that's why I would like to use my story to help people. My like in my dream is that nobody ever have to face the word cancer. Nobody having to face a cancer diagnosis, because even with mine, with when mine was in the best possible, I had the best possible scenario, and so far it's been three years, non evidence of disease, and um, and and I feel better than ever, in better physical shape than ever, in knowing everything about my my body, it's uh, it's it's painful, and it's hard, and it's there every day. Well, thank you, Alejandro, for sharing your story. It's a it's a captivating story, and um, I know as you continue to to share it, and we use avenues like this podcast to share your story. People will hear it, and and it'll help in make that dream a reality, where people are able to you know get the screenings that they need and end up with a scenario like yours. So, thank you so much for taking the time, and we love having you as an ambassador and. Thank you so much. Thank you for for having me, and thank you for taking the time to to listen. Sometimes we just need to to let it out, and and if we know that it can help others, is also helping us. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Please remember that this information is for educational purposes only, and all medical questions should be directed to your healthcare team. For more resources, visit us on the web at fightcolorectalcancer.org.